Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Hey, welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Today, making sure that、uh, maybe your entrepreneurial dream has a bit of、uh, watering, so to speak. You know, you might have the seeds of being an entrepreneur, but we all need some inspiration, right? Apparently, Emily in Paris, actress Lindsay Collins. Loves this Singapore brand that we're going to be talking about.、Um, the entrepreneur in focus started from her kitchen. She now has the brand Handmade Heroes, and it's become an Amazon bestseller. It's been on shelves in Isetan, Takshimaya as well. So maybe you too have a vision. You want to start your own skincare and beauty brand, and you're working hard at your kitchen counter. How do you move on from there? Let's meet Lindsay Lim. Welcome to Money FM, Lindsay. How are you this morning? Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. So exciting to speak with you. Tell us about this. What you really needed to get the investment going—I mean, investment-wise. Let's talk money. We're Money FM. We have talked、mm-hmm. money. So when we talk about getting a brand going, most people think, "Okay, I'll start at my kitchen. You know, I'll make these tubs of sugar scrubs. I'll give them away, and then eventually I'll scale along the way." But give us an idea of the realistic amount of money needed to get a brand going.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, we started really small. Like you mentioned, we started from my kitchen,、mm. and. Um, before I started the brand, I was actually working in a bank, so it took about a year's worth of savings.、Mm-hmm. Oh, so that, about that, that sort、really、of like six、yeah. figures to get the brand going right from get go. I would say about five figures. Five figures, okay. Start, yeah, and then we grew. The thing about our brand is that because we started so small、mm-hmm. um, from the market, and we were also doing pop up markets before we actually、um, went into the store departmental store. So we actually grew really organically. That's、so、fantastic. Then, yeah. Oh, yeah. wonderful! But the the goal was always okay. Let's really make a brand. We're not just going to try something out, right? I mean, do the the recipes, for example. Did you have to work with a an actual chemist, or did you really,、um, you know, go by what made you happy as a consumer?、Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning, it was a lot. A lot of it was for me and for my friends. So the products were were made by me and crafted by me.、Mm-hmm. But now that we have grown into a, an international brand, they are formulated by chemists. We work with dermatologists as well, and then we get it tested.、Uh, it goes through vigorous testing. I can imagine launching. Yeah. So amazing! What about you know? I spoke with Aaron Krauss recently. So he was on Shark Tank. He's the entrepreneur who made、mm-hmm. Scrub Daddy. I think six hundred seventy-one million dollars in sales so far. And his main lesson for entrepreneurs was get your intellectual cap,、uh, intellectual patents already.、Uh, what is your view on patents and marketing? Does it all come into the question when we're talking about costs as well? Yeah, I think it's really important as well. So for us, we got it done right from the start, or like when we knew that we wanted to make this to a brand.、Mm-hmm. So it's really important, especially if you're gonna compete on a international in an international market. Yeah, and yeah. you do get a lot of people trying to copy your products and take you down. Oh、so、yeah, it's important to protect yourself. Hmm. Absolutely, and was marketing something that you factored in cost-wise from the start? Give us a sense of how you thought through marketing. Um, marketing-wise, I think. Because of how we started, a lot of it was through word of mouth, 
and that's how we, we, we kind of started. So it spread through word of mouth. And I think even now, a lot of it is, is quite organic. We don't spend that much on marketing, actually. That's the dream, I think, that not yeah, a lot of your budget yeah. so, just goes into selling the product. Yeah, so a lot of our budget actually goes into um, the R&D mm. to really make sure what, um, it's what the customer wants and it's, it's a good product. And then we sell on channels like Amazon, where it pretty much sells by itself because you have a, like such a huge market. Ah, I see, I see. We're going to yeah. get into um, getting on Amazon in just a while. Lindsay Lim is the founder of Handmade Heroes. You want to check it out, everybody, especially apparently if you have eczema. Did it really all start this brand of, um, of yours? Did it start because you needed something for your eczema? Yes, yes, actually. So I have a really sensitive skin that is triggered by harsh chemicals and fragrances. So I started making my own skincare products as an alternative, as a, a solution um, to alleviate my symptoms. So, yeah, so that's how it really started. Yeah. So what did you take out and, you know, have to take out in terms of dealing with the eczema when it came to your own products? Um, so we don't use any of the, the really harsh chemicals like SLS and we also don't use fragrances, right. which is actually a, a trigger. It's quite a big trigger for a lot of people. Mm, mm, mm. But now that you have a line, do you add fragrances to some parts of your line? Um, most of our products are fragrance-free. Okay. Some of it we do add natural fragrance made from like fruits and vegetables, but majority are fragrance-free. Okay, so it still sort of serves the, the customer who has sensitive skin. It puts that customer at the center of your creations. Is that right? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Fabulous. So, so there you are, your kitchen counter and your, what is your first product that you make, by the way? Um, the first product we made was the lip scrub, actually. The lip scrub, okay. So, a lip scrub, yeah. Um, was that sugar-based? Just because I'm a huge fan of making my own products, so I'm curious. Yeah, okay, so the, how it came about was, uh, it's a sugar scrub, and I had some leftover, like, coconut, dried coconut. Okay. So I had to mix the two, I blended the two, mm-hmm. and that's how our first product came about. Delicious, sounds fabulous, yeah. I might want to eat it too. Um, how do you go from producing for yourself and your friends to this line that you can find at Amazon. Walk us through some of the milestones, Lindsay. Um, okay, yeah. So from the start, we're making in the kitchen and making for friends and then word spread. And people started getting interested in the brand. So I thought, okay, you know, this might be a chance to actually make this a legit brand. And I started doing pop-up markets every weekend at those crossers markets oh. where I was just selling yeah, just to get feedback and see whether is there actually a demand mm-hmm. for like a real demand for my product or is it just, you know, like family and friends, you know? Right, 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 right. So uh, I was doing pop-ups every weekend and within a year we were spotted by the departmental stores who wanted to carry our brand. Wow. And that's how we got into like Yusei Tan. And so the stores came to you? Yeah. The stores came to yes, you? that's right. Oh. That's right. A, a buyer actually spotted us at a pop-up market. Oh, that's so fabulous. I love this story. Uh, what is the secret to scaling in your opinion? Did you always think of scaling? But it sounds like you just sort of, it just sort of happened organically. But you, you're taking a big chunk of your savings, five figures worth, to get this going, right? So was there any expectation to scaling from the start? What's the secret to really scaling up? Yeah, I, I think in the beginning there wasn't much thought put into scaling, especially because our brand has the word handmade into it. Oh, yeah. um, but I think there are two parts to it. Mm-hmm. Firstly, is to have a really good product and, and always improving your product like listen, by listening to your customers. And this helps to build a loyal customer base and also trust. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that, the second part is to be strategic about like spending. 
mm. finding new partnership channels or international markets to grow the brand. Did you come on this by yourself or do you work with your husband on the brand? He's part of it now, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. He's part of it. <laughs> so was he your first partner from get-go and did you both envision this or was this mainly your dream? I think we're both in it from the start. I think he was always encouraging me to, to take the next step and make it into a, a business. Okay, and is this a full-time job for the both of you now or just you? Yes, yeah, I'm both of us. That's fabulous. All right. Tell us about your distribution strategy from the start. Why head to retail chains? You said they came to you. So you must have thought through it. Is this a good decision or not? Why go to retail chains when a lot of skincare brands sell just from a website? I think having a, um, being in a retail chain chain allows the customers to experience the product in real life. And it also gives our brand a credibility and more exposure as well. And we're able to leverage on their existing customer base. Whereas if we were to just purely sell on a website, we would have to really spend, um, put in that much budget into marketing. I can't tell you how many times I've like created potions and lotions on my kitchen counter, but you really have taken it to the next level. So I'm sure a lot of other uh, listeners out there as well have said, yeah, I really want to make this dream happen. I just don't know what is the next step after I've created my potion. So I wonder... Do you have any entrepreneurial mentors and did they help you anything that they say? Uh, can you remember that helped you move from that, those very early stages of Kitchen Counter to beyond? I wouldn't say, actually, I wouldn't say I have a mentor to say. Um, but I do look at a lot of the local entrepreneurs in Singapore as, uh, for inspiration. Like um, the founder of the local mother brand, Hegan, John mm, Bok. Yes. I, I think... When you look at their marketing strategies and how much they've grown the brand into an international success, it's really inspiring. That's nice. And, and, and do you have sort of a lesson for anybody listening in in terms of, okay, you've got this potion or lotion or cream or scrub bar of shampoo and you want to take it beyond the kitchen counter. What can you be looking at doing? I would say to get a proof of concept. So make sure that your product is what the market wants. Or there's actually a market for your product, so start trying to sell it. Maybe even to a small group, or give it out, or or just get feedback on it. And then once you know your your you have your research and your target audience, and then then you can develop start developing your brand. Love it, love it. Great. I mean, I mean, that's the reality of it, right? You have to figure out, is this what people want? And the only way to do that is to get it into hands of some people who prefer. I don't know, maybe are not your your family because families tend to want to support entrepreneurial ventures. So I guess those pop-up markets were crucial, huh? Yeah, yeah, I really think so, yeah. Okay. What are your best-selling products? Um, so our best-selling product is the lip scrub. It's called the Cocolicious Luscious Lip Scrub. It's the number one best-selling on Amazon. And it was also used by celebrities such as Lily Collins. Yeah, how do you know she likes the brand? She, she actually featured it in her Vogue video, her Get Ready With Me Vogue video. Oh. And it's part of her, yeah, it's part of her everyday skincare routine. Oh my God, how do you feel when you saw video. that video? We couldn't believe it. It was so, <laughs> it was so unbelievable. Like, yes, it was so surreal, yeah. <laughs> do you know how she got hold of, of the product? I can only guess. I think she got it from Amazon. Oh. But it's that's just my best guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So you did not have a campaign where you're trying to put this in the hands of influencers or actresses? No, no, not at all. It really took us by surprise. So amazing! <laughs> really amazing. So your background is banking. Did you say you worked in a bank? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, did you 
want to leave the bank and start this business and hope this business would carry you, do you know, finance-wise, or were you, you know, aiming for a sabbatical and this was just something that happened serendipitously? I think it was more like there was an opportunity for me to, to do this full-time and to see where this could go. So I took the chance to, to leave the banking industry. And, you know, if I have to start a business, I have to give it my best. Right. I have, to, I have one shot to make it, you know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I didn't want to, to do it part-time and feel like, oh no, did I give it my all? Or did I really put my foot into it and, and work on it? That takes guts so to just leave and really yeah. go all in. Yeah. Had you started any other business before? No, this was my first. Fabulous. Is your line 100% natural? Um, yes, 100% natural. So how do you get around the whole um, preservatives in order to sell on Amazon and things like that? You know what I mean? How do you preserve the ingredients? Yeah. Yeah, so we do still use preservatives, but everything is um, derived naturally. Okay. So the preservatives we use are, let's say, made from willow bark. Yeah. Interesting. And they're all, yeah, natural and more uh, gentle on the skin and not so harsh. Oh, what about like conventional skincare that you want to do differently? I think for me, it's more, I really wanted to, to launch a brand that is, gentle on the skin and natural, but it doesn't burn a hole in your pocket. Mm, mm, so, mm. Yeah, so I think that was my biggest issue because a lot of brands spend uh, their budget on marketing and, 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 and that's where the markup is. For us, we want to make our brand accessible and affordable to, to everyone. Was it daunting jumping into this market thinking, you know, the Estee Lauders and the, all the other big brands out there have access to the world's best chemists and uh, scent makers, and here I am going at it from my kitchen table. Uh, what made you give you confidence in thinking, yes, I can make this happen? I, I think it was really the confidence in the products, mm. in my products. Yeah. If you have a really good product and you believe in it, and then you can read, that's where you can really push it. Did you test it on yourself first? Yeah, yeah so everything <laughs> is tested on my husband and I. <laughs> we have a guinea pig. I bet he has really soft skin and great lips as well. What do you say to <laughs> listeners who want to start their own skincare brand? I say do your research, know your target audience, and have something unique that sets your brand apart. And then it's also important to have a strong focus on quality and to stay up, up to date on the, the industry trends and regulations as well, because that's really important. Right. Yeah. You started this when you were in your 30s. Is that right? Um, I was 26 then. Oh, my God. Goodness. And now your brand is around the world, in the US markets, UK, Europe and Australia. Is that right? Yeah. Is this is this because of the reach of Amazon or uh, do you have sort of tie ups with department stores in these countries? It's from the reach of Amazon. So we utilize Amazon's global selling program to to get into these international markets. Oh my goodness. Okay, so tell us about Amazon's role in growing your business. When do you start to think, okay, we need to, we need to head to Amazon. Forget starting our own website. Do you sell direct to consume on a website, by the way, your own? We, we do, we do, but we focus mostly on um, Amazon. Okay, tell us about this pivot to Amazon. Yeah. yeah, so we heard about Amazon from another local seller and it just seemed like it was the, the right way to go. I mean, it, it was a win-win situation to us. For us, they could increase our customer reach and their fulfillment by Amazon allowed us to reduce our workload and our man hours. So we thought, why not? <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. Is it still handmade given that it's all, it's in so many countries? It, yeah, it's still mostly handmade. 
you're not still making these products, right? No, no, we have a team <laughs> who makes our products right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we let you go, Lindsay, what would you say are the biggest trials of uh, starting a business with a spouse? I would say it's not easy, but it's doable. It's doable. (laughs) It's not easy, but it's doable. Well, congratulations. Wonderful hearing about a Singaporean who started from a kitchen table and grew her business, Handmade Heroes. So now it's found all over the world. And is it really number one in terms of Amazon's best-selling lip scrub? Yes, that's right. And In fact, our dry shampoo is the number one best-selling on Amazon. Oh my um, as of goodness! Actually. Oh, congratulations! I'm going to try <laughs> Thank it out. You. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful speaking with you, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us here on Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.